Hello and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry and as usual, I'm joined by Bobby. How are you, Bob? Yeah, all good, all good. Good to be back. Yeah, we haven't been for a while. We've taken a little break, uh, just going back to have school and everything. So getting so getting used to that pattern. But we're back now on probably quite a good time to return. Newcastle takeover has gone through. Yeah, yeah definitely. Must have been the last week. Last week, I think at some point uh, it was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the Saudi investment group. Um led by Amanda Stavely. Um, Bob, what are your thoughts on the takeover? Uh, it's quite broad, isn't it, Like to think about it? Because obviously we've had football takeovers a lot of times, obviously with PSG, Man City, Chelsea, all that sort of stuff. It's just this one feels a lot different because obviously we know Newcastle have been a big team and they've definitely dropped off in the last you know, sort of 10 years. And yeah, just the amount of money that these people have is is mental and... Obviously, it could be massive for Newcastle, but obviously we've seen with a few managers that, not managers, sorry, owners, have a lot of money and they don't spend it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just see what happens. What do you think about it? How are you feeling? Um, well, it's a bit of a weird one. It was trying to think of when it went through, of how do I actually feel about it? Because obviously it's it's massive and it's definitely going to change the Premier League. And mm-hmm. it's gone to a club like Newcastle. Um yeah, we're a big club, massive yeah. fan base. Yeah, it's one that obviously it's strange because I've seen them in the championship before. So it's it's seeing one of those teams being picked up, and it's not like a mid-table one that no one really cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that actually gets quite a lot of action, and they're always in relegation battles. So I think obviously it's amazing for the fans. Um, yeah, definitely. I, think, I mean, I, obviously I th- we said it's probably the probably the most supported club, isn't it? I mean, maybe behind Manchester United but yeah. it's, it's really up there in terms of the fan base in England yeah I think it's that's one of the things it's, it's going to be great for the fans but it's also I think it's going to be great for the Premier League really because obviously we know that the, the sourcing of money and is interesting and yeah. that obviously we know that from seeing Man City just running away with the league because of what they can spend but maybe by bringing in this team with another source of money is we can look at it and go, well, we've got someone to compete with Man City now in a couple of years mm-hmm. once they build a team. Do you think, though, that people, obviously some people have taken the stance of it, do you think it will ruin the league, the way that someone's coming in with all this money just to spend their way to the top? I mean, I don't know. Obviously, as I said, we have no idea how much they are going to invest, obviously, as a lot of teams get bought out by big owners and they don't get the investment that they think yeah. they will. So I guess it, it, it generally does depend. I think they'll definitely have some investment because obviously there would be no reason why a company would not company. Is it a company? It's like a royal that, family, isn't it, in Saudi company, Arabia? The consortium that's taken over. Yeah, yeah. but I think it, there's definitely a massive chance that they're going to invest heavily. I think they should be sensible about it, though, because obviously football we know is, is a long game. And even with the likes of Man City, Liverpool, buying lots of players, PSG, doesn't guarantee you success over an extended period of time. So... There's no way in hell you can say that they can just buy a load of people in one season because that's just not how football works. You have to, you know, create a team. You need yeah. to get a good spine. So I think manager is top top priority for them first, and obviously get some key players who they think are most important who want to play for the club, and then you know build it around that. I think they definitely need to look into uh, investing a lot of that money in their youth system because I think it's so important in the Premier League now having good young players. Obviously, with all the players that are coming through at the minute, obviously my Arsenal boys, Saka and Smith Rowe, you've got Greenwood and uh, Phil Foden, obviously just amazing young players getting the chance to play. So I think they have to be smart about it. And I think Newcastle fans are obviously rightly to be excited, but I think they have to 
make sure they don't get their hopes up and be like, oh yeah, go for you know top ten, top six next season because I don't think that's going to happen. But they definitely should start to improve. Yeah, and it's interesting they were saying on Talksport about the fact that about the investing in the academy because when you look at the way the FFP was when Man City got taken over, it wasn't really as as big of a thing. And when Chelsea obviously got to bought over, it, it didn't exist. Yeah, so they they can't just spend whatever they want and win the league. Uh, mm-hmm. So investing in the academy, if they can get someone like Phil Foden that they can just have the centre around their team, then that'd be brilliant. But um, mm-hmm. if you look at all the other 19 clubs at the moment, what they've done is they're at the moment supposedly <laughs> holding an emergency meeting at some point to talk about their concerns. But what what do you think was really the point of that? Because as I'm looking at it is the takeover has gone through. The Premier League can't do anything about it, really. I don't really know what their objections are. Obviously, it's a lot of money, but why are there no objections for the Man City owner or the Chelsea owner? Obviously, I know they're worth a lot more than those owners, but those owners in context before these ones were still worth a ridiculous amount of money. So the fact that, as you said, all 19 have gone into that debate and we know that six of them were in the uh, the European Super League, not even just a few months ago, just you know shows the hypocrisy that how these clubs are run and I think it's definitely laughable the fact that they have gone in saying why they're allowed to do this when they clearly had intentions of doing things similar to this sort of style so yeah it's, it's an interesting one I don't know what they're going to debate about and I don't really see what it's going to achieve but I'd be interested to know what their points are on how they feel it's going to you know affect them negatively because obviously that's probably the reason they're speaking up about it yeah, I mean, obviously the teams can be annoyed, but surely we've got to feel good for the fans because, like, mm-hmm. we must have original Man City fans didn't sell, uh, didn't have, didn't get really, they supported the club beforehand and it wasn't their choice that the club got taken over, but obviously they've had some yeah. plastic fans. I think it was true, Geordie <laughs> was saying in his video, obviously he knows the money source is wrong, but he's there for the football. So surely this is going to be life-changing for some Newcastle fans if yeah, definitely. I mean, it is a thought. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we take for granted in our Western life all the time, obviously in different situations. Like, you know, we probably shouldn't drive cars, but we enjoy them. We do it anyway. We probably shouldn't, you know, use as much electricity and stuff. We do it anyway. And Newcastle fans probably should question where that money's coming from, but they're going to enjoy it. If they start playing well, they're going to enjoy it and they're not going to think about it because that's just how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, and... I think one of the other things True Geordie said what was quite interesting is you always have your your view as a, a fan of my club can compete for anything. And to that point, they haven't really competed for anything. But now this can really bring the chance that in a few years he could be watching his club in a Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a serious view. Surely that's just, just going to be amazing, I reckon. But as you said earlier, they've got to sort out the manager. Do you think... Steve Bruce is rumoured to be sacked soon. Um, mm-hmm. He even thinks it. Uh, do you think he's going to be there on Sunday for the his 1,000th managerial game? Because it was rumoured that he'd be sacked midweek and to, it's not happened yet. So you would presume he's staying in for Sunday? Yeah, I, I'd reckon he would stay. I don't think they'll be that reactionary. Obviously, he hasn't played a game under them, so you don't know if it's going to gra- drastically change. Maybe he had a bad re- uh, repu- uh, relationship, sorry, with Mike Ashley. You just you don't know the background situation, so yeah, they might they might stick with him for the rest of the season, see what he wants to do. But obviously, there is a highly likelihood that that he they will get rid of him and try and put somebody in. Because as I said, you know, having a, a 
a good manager is a really good spine to start off their team building with. Yeah, well, there's been a few names linked already. Um, apparently, Antonio Conte was one of the ones that got linked, and he just said no. Yeah, I mean, he gets his name at the minute. It's just getting thrown around with any club that needs a manager. Arsenal, the thing about Saka, I said, oh, yeah, Antonio Conte, I think. He was on for Tottenham as well. Like, anywhere has taken him, but he doesn't want to go anywhere, seems like. I don't know. One of the other names that they've put out is um, the former Dortmund manager, Lucien Favre, who's not really a massively well-known name, but people are saying mm-hmm. he would be brilliant for it. Um, but the big ones, Lampard and Gerrard. Do you think Gerrard, lots of people want him. Do you think he would be a good fit for Newcastle yeah I do think he would I mean I'm not going to sit here and say I know loads about Rangers because obviously I don't watch Scottish football so I don't know them but I know just off of their recent reputation their their current history they're a very good team under Stephen Gerrard they I don't think they were did they go invincible in the Scottish League I think think they did when they won the titles obviously in itself that's an incredible achievement so I'm guessing that to show that Steven Gerrard does at least have some managerial capabilities. So maybe, you know, the name, obviously, I know he's from Liverpool, but it's still that, you know, sort of, I don't know, it's just the, the feeling around Newcastle. I think it might work. I think Steven Gerrard to Liverpool is something he might not want to do because I, you, you see a lot of, you know, club legends don't want to go and, you know, ruin their reputation. He might be a bit wary of how it worked out for Lampard. So, yeah, I personally think that would be a great appointment for them if they can get him in get him, you know, encouraging some of the youth. Like, he, I think he is doing at the Rangers. I think that'd be a great signing, yeah. And there's one name that's been brought up a little bit. Um, I think he'd be quite good for them if they could afford him, would be Roberto Mancini. Obviously, he took over at mm-hmm. um, Man City at the time yeah. and did brilliantly. I know he's with Italy at the moment. Um, so he's doing very well with them. So Yeah, so he'd have to either carry that on as a jewel or just quit one of them. Um, but Newcastle, I think it's the style of manager that they're going for is someone who can work with these good players, which maybe that's the reason they might not go for someone like Gerard. Gerard would be good for developing them, but mm-hmm. they need someone with experience. Another name that's been thrown about is uh, Graham Potter from Brighton. They're doing well so far this season. Do you think he'd be a yeah. good? F- uh, I'm not too sure. I don't think it would be very easy to get him away from Brighton. Obviously, he's been there for a little while, but I think he, before he was at like Erstersons in the. Uh, Sweden yeah, or Austria, he'd been he at very Swansea. He moved from Swansea to Brighton, but yeah, he had been out at Ostersunds before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think obviously we've seen Brighton are doing amazingly this season. Played some decent football last year. Obviously, they were like that team that everyone said they had a really high expected goals, but no end product. And yeah, I think you know he could be good, but it might be a bit of a risk that they're not willing to take. And somebody like Gerard, who you've seen is doing really well, and obviously Mancini, we know is going to be a fantastic manager. We don't know. I mean, it's always a difficult decision to make because it's not always the quality of the manager. It's just the good, like right place, right time and good fit for the club, you know? So I think it will take a while before they'll make their decision. But I think they'll want to bring somebody in who they can guarantee can get them off to a good start at least. Yeah. And when you look at the the amount of money that they've potentially got, it's supposedly they're allowed to spend £200 million before even yeah. get thinking anything about financial fair play. That's kind of a good way to look at Mike Ashley's reign of he's given you this amount of profit um, that these new owners who can now afford to spend it are going to do brilliantly. Mm-hmm. But what type of strategy do you think they should go for? Because surely they can't just go, oh, we're going to spend £200 million on one person and just take the risks that's not going to work is it yeah that's just I mean that would be a bad idea because then you've just got 
like it wouldn't even be possible because anyone that's worth 200 billion isn't going to just go to Newcastle. Like, why would they? <laughs> why would they just pack up their things and go to Newcastle in their state right now? You need to just spend the 200 million on probably eight or nine players. I mean, that's a sensible thing to do because then you have, you know, a decent spine of a team or maybe even just five or six, five or six proper good signings and just get the bit of, you know, a bit of a spine in the club because they do have good players. Obviously, we know St. St. Maximum's quality. Obviously, they've bought Joe Willock, who seems to be a good young player and works well for them. So I do think they need to focus on the positives they have in the team and then, you know, build around that as well because obviously just spending 200 mil on one player would be totally unrealistic. Yeah, well, there's supposedly I read before we actually start recording on Twitter that um, Icardi was being linked with them and he's set mm-hmm. to turn down a move to Newcastle because his wife doesn't want to move to the northeast. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be the main problem for him, is it? It's been said yeah, before the that lifestyle. Manchester is quite an attractive place to move to. London, an attractive place to move to. Newcastle. Not trying to, to be rude to Newcastle. Um, <laughs> Where do they not, lie on the, uh, the deprivation scale? <laughs> <laughs> not exactly what what you would consider, oh, if I'm going to move to one place, it's going to be Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they, if the owners invest in the local area, then that might change. But that's going to be their biggest stumbling block, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of inflation in the market because if they want to use their money to bring players in, as you said, they're going to have to have such high wages because, as you said before, you know the, the idea of living in Newcastle is probably not something that players from Italy and Portugal and Spain and whatever are going to want to come over and do. So, you know, that's going to mean that everyone else is going to have to pay more wages because they're going to be like, if they're getting paid that much, then why can't I get paid that much, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a difficult, difficult one to juggle. But I think they'll just have to try and prove themselves as a good football team. And hopefully players that are coming to their club are more bothered about their football and their career than, you know, what house they live in and where's the nearest Waitrose. Yeah, well, they're supposedly supposedly looking to do a raid on Man United. Um, Four players, Van der Beek, Jesse Lingard, Tony Martial and Eric Bailly. Um, Yeah, I heard about that. That would be an interesting one. They're, They're good players, probably... Newcastle would be a good level for them. Uh, Lingard, yeah. obviously, they're similar to where West Ham were when he got there. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't all just... I'd say arguably West Ham are better than Newcastle. I yeah. think you've got to give them more credit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Obviously, Cardi was on the list. Aaron Ramsey being linked with them. Um, again, I probably, can see that. Probably to where he is now is probably quite a good move. Mm-hmm. Where this morning, the reports were that he wanted to sign Timo Werner. Uh, or they want to sign Timo mm. Werner, uh, Nicolas Sula from Bayern Munich, and Philippe Coutinho. Um, d- how much do you think some of these stories are just all oh, look? Newcastle have got some money, so I'm going to go look. He's going to move there because they've just got the money to afford them. Mm-hmm. Because they can yeah. say according to club sources, but that could literally be the chef. Um, yes, yeah, it's rubbish. There's no way Coutinho gets linked with everyone's flipping everyone's nan and. In when it comes to bloody transfers, like as soon as a club is in need of us, uh, an attacking midfielder or a headline player, they're like, Oh, this club are interested in Coutinho. I mean, Arsenal been interested in Coutinho about 800 times, and nobody ever buys him because he's washed up, you know, he's not as good as he used to be. And his, his, his wages will be ridiculous, he's getting older. And I just think investing in a younger player would be so much more sensible. And you know, buying those headline players is something that often doesn't work, you know. 
Well, they've supposedly made contact with a younger player, Wesley Fofana from Leicester. Um, if you were Fofana, would you go, all right, I'm at Leicester, we're doing all right, Newcastle are going to be good in the future, I'm going to jog off there. Would you stay at Leicester or go to the new revolutionary Newcastle? No, I mean, I would just stay at Leicester. I think you can guarantee he's going to be playing there. He's obviously loved by the fans really well. They're like Leicester are a decent, obviously they haven't started very well. Might be down to him not being in a team, I'm not too sure. But yeah, I think staying at Leicester is much more sensible. They're a very stable club. You know, they're, they, they, they're securing their spot in that sort of top eight, top six area. So I don't see why he would, uh, you know, upset his loyalty with those fans and take the risk to go to a, a new startup, to be honest. I don't think he would do that. It'd be a bit stupid. Yeah, with the transfers, they're, what they're going to have to do surely is to get the fans on side and show the way that they want to move forward as a club is make one big headline signing first off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Longley from Barcelona has been linked with them, which yeah. I, I wouldn't really classify him as headline, but compared to what they're used to with like Christian Atsu, I guess Longley, <laughs> Longley would be quite a good one, but there's links. Yeah. Kula Bali. I mean, he gets linked with everywhere. C- could you see him yeah, go to does. Newcastle? Maybe. I, I don't see why not. I think, defensive headline signings are more sensible than attacking ones because as I said it creates a good spine for the team to just kick on and and you know develop because it allows them to have that defensive solidity but I'm not too sure when we say headline signing what we thinking 40 50 60 million yeah it's, it's, gonna be... it's got to be even if it's yeah so, even if they don't have to pay that much maybe they're free transfer someone of that level like Martial yeah. could arguably be one that he's yeah, definitely. a big enough player. Um, but just someone to show, it's not a typical Newcastle signing over the past few years. It's maybe a bit bit bigger than John Joe Shelby. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, but who got, is it? I don't know. Who could you bring in? Um, maybe like a Kessie from AC Milan or something. That, that would be a good one. Um, just been, some experience, I think. Mm. Some experienced players. Yeah, you've got to bring in someone that's young, but have got enough about them that they can change the team but mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting when it comes down to money as well managerial they've supposedly going to have to pay bruce eight million pounds to sack yeah, him yeah yeah see why uh ashley didn't sack him when he was there leave it over to someone else uh brendan rogers they've been linked with that would pay they'd have to pay 16 million supposedly to leicester to get him out of the deal yes yeah, so that's a lot of money to get get a manager in there especially getting in one that's already in a contract i guess yeah um, but how long do you think it will be till we see an impact at Newcastle, if there ever is one? Uh, well, you de- <laughs> I don't think we'll see a huge impact this season. Obviously, they have no leeway in terms of making transfers, at least until January, which is a decent amount of games away. So I think they have to get through that period. Obviously, they're, they're, they're in 17th place right now. So they have, is it 17th or 18th? Ni- uh, 19th, I think. 19th? Yeah, I mean, they're not doing very well, so... We'll definitely have to see if they can, you know, keep themselves afloat for now. Hopefully they get a bit better with the, you know, the boost and the new owners and stuff. Because it'd be a bit embarrassing having like a 300 billion pound owner in the championship. I, I, I can't imagine that being very fair. But yeah, I just think we're not going to see a huge impact for, you know, they might get a few decent signings in, in January and that'll maybe spark up a run of form for them to take on into the next season. And then, you know, bring in some players in the summer. And then maybe they'll start kicking on at that point. But yeah, it's really difficult to to judge when they're going to start, you know, getting going. I'm not too sure. Yeah, that would be 
awful. If they got relegated to the championship, you've just become the richest club in the world. Um, <laughs> it would be awful. But then I guess at least way that at least that way they could probably afford to keep hold of their players and just boss the league and go back up, which was yeah so, so much fun for clubs like <laughs> Fulham are doing at the moment. They're just going, oh, we're just going to keep all our good players, spend about twenty million, then we'll get promoted. But yeah, I I imagine Newcastle will get some. Big names in January in the door, some stable names for them, get their place probably like 16th or something. Yeah, um, definitely. Then build on to the next season. Obviously, it's going to be interesting for Newcastle fans, for the Premier League fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one takeover done. Obviously, Arsenal fans will be hoping to see another one for them soon. Maybe not to the same extent Maybe. of money. But um, thank you for listening, everybody. That's all we've got time for today. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube to subscribe and like the video. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple to make sure to follow us on those platforms so you'll never miss another episode. Thank you for listening. That was the final whistle.